Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on His side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to, we've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. All right, people, I'm Crystal Heath, and it is time to buy some stocks, buy some Bitcoin, buy some toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and wash your hands. (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny. It's not funny, except that some of you all don't wash your hands, and that's why people keep getting sick. Just, just do do the right thing. Wash your, wash your hands. I'm Chris Leith. This is your weekly dose of the Friddle Show. We're gonna jump into some of the politics, but of course, the big news of the week: European travel has been suspended. Through the end of March to the United States, the president encouraging everyone to wash your hands, people. Be safe. Work with local authorities. Good address he gave earlier this week on the coronavirus. I appreciated his explanation of shutting down travel from China. I thought that was really... I I just didn't put two and two together. Kind of ignorant of me, but it's like, oh yeah... The reason we don't have coronavirus like everybody else is because they didn't shut down travel from China and other places, and our president did. He's kind of smart. Look at that. And then, and then people keep telling me, well, but, but in Italy, it spread so fast. It's going to spread so fast right here. And I'm like, uh, so, so your comparison is Italy. Because it happened in Italy, it definitely has to happen here. But I, I don't hear anybody saying, like, you know, Oh, it's not too bad in South Africa. We'll probably just be like them. Or, oh, it's not so bad in Mexico. We'll probably just be like them. There are 195 countries in the world. And everybody's like, well, Italy. We're about to be Italy. Well, it could be. Maybe we are. That's why, you know, buy some toilet paper. I'm not saying go hog wild. And st- what I'm saying is, here's the thing. Everybody makes fun of the people that say buy the toilet paper. This is my thinking. There are crazy people out there that are going to buy up all the toilet paper. So by the time you just run out normally and go try to buy some at your usual place wherever you buy toilet paper, it might be gone. So just buy some while you can just because. Because the crazy people are going to have bought it out by the time you need it. Also, um, I would assume if you are a normal American family, you're probably going to use the toilet paper that you buy. So it's not like some sort of, you know, buying wheat berries for Y2K. Maybe my family did that. Who could know? And we had a hand grinder, you guys. We had a hand grinder, which is actually really kind of cool. I hope my parents still have it because I want that thing. It was it was pretty neat what we could do. Like, we were prepared. We had water. We had wheat berries. We had... Anyway, we were we were ready. So I'm just saying, you know, you you may not need to be ready for the coronavirus. Maybe you will end up quarantined at home. Do you have two weeks worth of stuff? And for those of you that are all like, some people, so many people actually, I have seen online that are like, if we get quarantined for two weeks, what are we going to do? And I'm like, quarantine for two weeks? 
I mean, I don't want to be sick and I don't want people to die, but that sounds kind of wonderful. Two weeks at my house? Do you have any idea how many things I could get done? I mean, now, maybe not if I was actually sick, but even if you get exposed to it now, you're supposed to quarantine for two weeks. Well, what if you, and, and if you're young and healthy, you may not even realize that you have it. So if you're, if you could be sick, not even realize that you have it, or, you know, just exposed and have to stay home for two weeks, guys, this is not the end of the world. That is like a blessing. If, if you don't think that's a blessing, then your job gives you too much vacation time because, um, I'm just saying, like, that, that could be a real, no, I get it. It would be a bummer to not be able to, like, go out to eat and go to church. We have online services, though. You can stream those at experienceliberty.com. Please stay home if you're not feeling well. The president said so. I'd agree with him. I don't always agree with him, but on this, I really do. If you don't feel good, please stay home. I had somebody that was supposed to help us out with a, a church activity this week, and, you know, someone that she's very close to was very sick. She was like, would you still like me to come because I feel fine? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> nope, stay home. That's just the best thing to do right now. Oh, point being, make sure you have enough stuff for two weeks. Just have enough supplies on hand for two weeks in case you get quarantined for you and your family. And I I just think it would behoove you to buy some extra toilet paper. I really do. Not because I think that that is going to save you from the zombie apocalypse or whatever else, but because everybody else is buying it out. So if you don't get some when you can... It may not be there when you actually need it. That's that's my whole thing with the toilet paper issue. Okay, I do think it's kind of convenient, though, how quickly we went from the impeachment being tossed out to the coronavirus being the end of the world. Call me conspiratorial. I, I, I get that privilege because this is my program. But anyway, we had some more elections this week. Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, the last men standing. So let's go ahead and review how we got here and look at the things that are ahead. We're going to talk about their Tuesday results, some different ideas that both Biden and Sanders have, Biden's health, and more. So on Tuesday, we saw, well, for one thing, <coughs> after Biden's resounding win, pretty much across the board, <coughs> excuse me, I do not have... The coronavirus that I know of, at least. After uh, Biden's resounding wins, Bernie Sanders' press secretary on Tuesday said that the public should not expect any news about the Democratic primary ending anytime soon. That, while Clyburn and others, or sorry, Clyburn and others calling for this thing to be over. In fact, Clyburn just wants primaries to cease altogether. Which probably wouldn't be a bad idea for Joe Biden. And I don't mean this in a mean way. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. But the more videos I see of this guy interacting with people just makes me think that something is not right. And I think it is a disservice to Democratic voters to be electing someone who does not seem fit or capable of governing the country. I mean, he just has this glazed-over look in his eyes, isn't remembering things, doesn't know where he's at. Like, at some point, it's just kind of cruel, isn't it? Like, it's not its not funny. Like, people keep posting these videos. Like, I, at first it was. Like, when there were just these gaffes that it was like, what in the world? And it was kind of humorous. But I feel that we've passed the humorous stage. There's 
I mean, I and again, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but the man does not seem well. Like, he really just doesn't seem physically well. And so I think it's a disservice to those in the Democratic Party for the establishment to be pushing this guy when either, the, the, I mean, they, they must have some kind of a plan. But I don't know what the plan is because, you know, I'm not privy to such information. But are they trying to get him in? and put somebody on as VP who they actually want as president, or are they trying to get to the convention? And then at some point between Biden, you know, securing the nomination and the convention being like, oh, hey, guess what, guys? Actually, he's not going to be able to cut it. Like, I don't know where this is going anymore. I am so confused by this whole thing. But anyway, the press secretary for Bernie Sanders on Tuesday said he wasn't dropping out anytime soon and that they want to get to the debate coming up tomorrow in Phoenix. That's what they said on Tuesday. On Tuesday, quote, the delegate count difference is only about 150 points out of 4,051 total. America finally gets to see Biden defend his ideas or lack thereof on Sunday. Excuse me, this was her, her statement on Wednesday. Which is surprising considering the results. But CNN said that this event will not have a live audience. Hmm. But Sanders' campaign banking on this debate to be what turns the tide and kind of pushes back the tsunami that has become Joe Biden victories. On Tuesday, Biden won... Idaho, Michigan, where Bernie Sanders did amazing the last time around. Which, by the way, just kind of tells you how weak of a candidate Hillary Clinton was, but I don't have time to get into that right now. Idaho, Michigan, Mississippi, and Missouri. Um, he... I, um, Bernie Sanders won North Dakota and... Uh, Washington was was real was uh, was close. I don't want to spend a lot of time on results, though. Sooner or later, we'll know where this thing is headed. I think probably sooner than later, but we shall see. I do want to talk about though, because this matters regardless of Bernie Sanders dropping out or not dropping out. The ideas that these men are putting forward and espousing on the campaign trail are exceptionally dangerous. I was at a restaurant the other day and it was a real nice place. Never been there before. It was down on the south end of town. and Just like a, a family-style diner and it was just it wasn't it was a great atmosphere the service was fantastic and we're sitting around having a conversation we're talking about some political things and the the host came over asked us who we were we were doing and so we, we explained a little bit to him it turned out he was the owner of the place so we're having a conversation with this guy who's not a republican not um wouldn't wouldn't be a registered GOP voter, okay? And he came to our table probably, I want to say three, 
maybe four different times. And he said, you know, and, and we talked, and he, he talked about how his, his dad had been a, a lifelong Democrat. His dad served in various elected positions as a Democrat. He said, my dad was a Democrat his whole life. Served as a Democrat, was elected as a Democrat, multiple offices as a Democrat. But he died a Republican. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. He was like, here's the problem with today's Democratic Party. He said it used to be that the differences re between Republicans and Democrats weren't differences in morality. Now we can, we can that obviously that's debatable. I'm just giving you this guy's perspective, okay? He was saying the difference, it wasn't a difference in morality. You could still be a Christian, you could still have traditional values, you could still value life and be a Democrat back then. But today, there's a disconnect between politics and morality. And I can't even take it anymore. And I thought that was so interesting. Coming from someone who grew up in a, in a very democratic household. And I think it's something that we're seeing over and over and over again is this growing divide between Republicans and Democrats is not so much about policy anymore. It is. But it's different now. It's different when you have candidates saying there's no room for you in the party if you don't support the LGBT agenda. Not that you, not that you don't accept individuals of that, of that persuasion, but that you don't actively support the agenda. It's different because we are living in a time when we have candidates for president saying there is no room for you in the party if you do not support the murder of babies even if they're born alive or I'm sorry if you don't if you yeah even if they're born alive following a botched abortion. But don't, don't take my, wide, my word for it, though. You can do the research on this. Do some, do some Googling. You might be shocked at what you find. And so while we, we don't support, or we don't endorse, rather, political parties or political candidates, dare I say that we have reached a time where it, it, it's getting to be unconscious, unconscionable, uncon what is the word? You know what the word is. For many people of faith, and, and not just Christianity, but those with general Judeo-Christian values, those with family values and principles, traditional values to, to stay in the democratic camp. Let me give you a couple examples. On the campaign, ba campaign trail, Joe Biden has unveiled an LGBTQ plus equality plan to compel American institutions to enforce and advance gay rights. So we're, we're moving beyond acceptance to where now, if Biden has his way and his plan is enacted... He, he's created a, a comprehensive document. You can go to joebiden.com forward slash LGBTQ if you want to read it. 
the full thing. But his plan would elevate the quote-unquote rights of this movement above religious liberty, above conscience rights. His document says, as president, Biden will stand with the LGBTQ plus community to ensure America finally lives up to the promise on which it was founded, equality for all. He will provide the moral leadership to champion equal rights for all LGBTQ plus people, fight to ensure our laws and institutions protect and enforce their rights, and advance LGBTQ plus equality globally. The plan would enact the so-called Equality Act. That act, we've talked about in a past podcast, which you can go and listen to, but that act would amend the 1964 Civil Rights Act to include gender identity, sex, and sexual orientation among non-discrimination categories in public places. This w- this, the, his plan would force employees, or excuse me, employers that have 15 or more people uh, to recognize gender identity. They would not be able to discriminate based on quote-unquote gender identity. It says that Biden will fill judicial vacancies and top administration positions with nominees who are uh, LGBT and who favor LGBT uh, policies to uh, make federal job training programs to focus on and benefit that community. He wants to, he says he will reverse the Trump administration's ban on gender dysphoria in the armed forces. He will force federally funded adoption and foster agencies to place children in same-sex homes, even if that goes against their religious convictions. He will reverse Trump religious liberty protections on LGBT matters and Trump's administration's guidance that biological males access to women's restrooms and educational institutions would be, would, that would be going away. Uh, he would make it so that a person could mark their gender as just simply X or non-identified, non-binary, whatever, on government identifications, passports, other documents. And it would enact new hate crimes measures directing the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to explore new blood donation criteria with less stigma for homosexual donors. This is the guy that's being painted as the moderate. This is the guy that's being painted as the, hey, look, he's middle of the road. Sorry, folks, that is not it. If you think, hey, if if you're one of those people in the camp that's like, I couldn't go with Bernie Sanders because I can't just go socialist all the way. You know, and I, I mean, Trump's done a good job. I'm really not like him. But Biden, Biden, he's a moderate guy. So I'll go, he is not a moderate guy. Go and actually read his positions. Look at what he, the interaction he had earlier this week with that union worker in Michigan. He swore at the dude. Said to take it outside, he shushed his female assistant multiple times. I'm t- if, if, if Joe Biden was a Republican, the media would be absolutely destroying this man. Every single day. They would be saying it would be cruel to run him as a candidate because he does not appear to be mentally sound. Again, I mean that with respect and concern for the guy. Like, he's just not all there. Secondly, his gaffes. They would be going after these things constantly. Third, his interaction with this dude at this auto plant, not to mention how he treated his female aide, would be... (laughs) (laughs) More than enough cause for him to be dropping out. 
And guys, he is not, I repeat, not, not in any sense of the word, a moderate. The other guy who's not a moderate is, of course, Bernie Sanders. And I think you, you pretty much are, most people are aware of Bernie Sanders' lack of moderate in anything. I was not shocked that the Democrats want him to be finished, especially considering that he is actually an independent and he's utilizing the Democratic machine. And if he were to get their nomination, they would have to use Democrat dollars to fund this guy who has always maintained his quote-unquote independent status. But he, too, has revealed some shocking things on the campaign trail, even for Bernie, although nothing really that Bernie does shocks me anymore. What Bernie has been promising this past week is a reproductive justice plan. So much for safe and rare abortion. No, now, now we're going to have reproductive justice. We're talking free contraception available over-the-counter, money being dumped into Planned Parenthood, and codifying abortion into law. What does that mean? Well, uh, his plan, titled the Reproductive Healthcare and Justice for All. Again, you don't have to take my word for this. You can go to these guys' websites and find this. BernieSanders.com forward slash issues forward slash reproductive dash justice dash all. Reproductive health care and justice for all. Here are some of the, the key points in this plan. It would repeal the Hyde Amendment. For those of you that don't know what that means, just off the top of your head, what that means is we would now be directly funding elective abortions with tax dollars. It would significantly expand funding for Planned Parenthood, restore foreign aid to abortion organizations, as well as the United Nations Population Fund. Oh my goodness, Margaret Sanger would be rejoicing. The incredibly racist, eugenicist founder of Planned Parenthood. Uh, he would codify Roe versus Wade in federal law. He wants to ban abstinence-only sex education and deny all federal funding to any and every crisis pregnancy center that focuses on alternatives to abortion. That's not all, though. Wait, there's more. The document also promises to appoint pro-abortion ideologues to judicial posts and just wants to remind us all that Bernie Sanders has a 100% pro-abortion record on voting with Planned Parenthood and NARAL. And remember, let us not forget, earlier in his campaign, Bernie Sanders said that if he was elected, he would direct the U.S. Department of Justice to go after the states that restrict abortion in every legal way possible. All right, so so let's let's just, let's just give this one one second here to to sink in. Codify abortion through birth into law, not just not just abortion, but through birth. That is nine months old. This is beyond human. Like it's just so incredibly disgustingly evil. 
wants to increase, or he would, increase Planned Parenthood funding, which, by the way, is currently about 617, or, yeah, 617 million dollars. Taxpayer money, you would have no choice in it. Your money would be funding abortions at home and abroad. Trump administration's pro-life Title X rules, gone. Uh, federal uh, preclearance for any pro-life law at the state level. So much for states' rights. No, no government assistance of any kind for, for pregnancy resource centers. Dangerous, abort-efficient birth control, free, over-the-counter. Private insurers forced to cover abortion and contraceptions. Increased abortion facilities in minority communities. This is what Bernie Sanders is putting forward as what he wants his legacy to be. The continued and increased slaughter of innocent human beings. Absolutely disgusting. Now, regardless of what has happened this week with the delegates and where we stand and all of that, the fact of the matter remains that these two frontrunners, or who have been the frontrunners, for the Democratic nomination for president, are promoting positions that are blatantly anti-God. And there will be some that will say, well, your God then is hateful. No. No, but my God is in charge. And if he says that it's wrong, we don't get to change that. And if you're a Bible-believing Christian, I can't imagine, if you have, if you have grown up a Democrat and, and, and you were, a, say, a Jimmy Carter Democrat, Jimmy Carter who just wanted to help people, right? Now, I'm not, I'm not espousing Jimmy Carter or saying that he was the best president ever. Not at all what I'm saying. But I'm saying I get it if you were a Jimmy Carter Democrat. I understand that. I can't imagine being a Democrat and being a Christian and the conflict there. And I know I know that there are people that will be like, well, how could there possibly be a conflict? Obviously, obviously Democrats are doing these things and it's terrible. I, I hear you. I get what you're saying. But if you, there, there are still other differences that are fundamental in the way that you believe people should be helped. And, and, uh, and, and somebody said something to me this week, which I thought was so, so good and so accurate, and said that Republicans are basically known as the party of facts. Those are the cold, hard facts of life, right? And Democrats are the party of feelings. But how does this make people feel? How does this affect people? What does this look like? And, and that's so true. And both parties <laughs> could use some of the others. Right? Democrats need some facts in their world, and Republicans need to have some empathy in their world. It's okay that people have feelings, and it's sure thing okay that we have some facts. But we've separated them. 
and I, I, I feel for those who have grown up Democrat, especially those that are older Democrats, because it, it wasn't always like this. And so I think we need to be careful as we are talking to people to be sensitive to the fact that they may be really trying to work through this thing because they, they legitimately have felt that the Democratic Party has better represented them. But now, I, I just don't see it, and I think there's a conflict there. And I think that there are also people who, though they don't necessarily agree with all the things in the Democratic Party, they're afraid of being considered uh, racist or hateful or, or whatever other label that society will put on them if they don't vote a certain way. And you might say, well, that's ridiculous. Is it? Have you been online lately? People aren't nice out there. So, you know, for today's program, I know it's been kind of... I feel like I've kind of been rambling, but I, I wanted to get across a few points. And that is that, mainly, if you believe that the Bible is the Word of God, and that God has the final say, and that he is unchanging. If you, essentially, if you are a Bible-believing Christian, and, and you've been part of the Democratic Party, I'm, I, I want you to know that I feel for you. I would be happy to have a conversation with you. I'm not saying that you need to become a Republican. I'm not saying that. Because the Republican Party has some serious issues of its own. Maybe it's time to become an independent. Not a Bernie Sanders independent, but an actual independent. Because Bernie Sanders is a socialist. He's not an independent. He's borderline communist, but another story, another time. Maybe it's time to become an independent. Maybe it's time to become a libertarian. Maybe it's time to become something that better reflects who you are and your biblical values because your morality should be dictating your politics. Your politics should not be dictating your morality. You know, in California, there are there are so many people that attend evangelical churches and claim to be evangelical that if just those people would vote in a biblical fashion, California would never not elect on a national level a candidate who did not espouse biblical values. Did you know that? Our problem is twofold. One, it's that Christians aren't voting according to the Bible. And two, dare I say, Christians don't understand what the Bible says. Because by and large, and thankfully not here at, at Liberty, but by and large, many Christian leaders are afraid to talk about anything that would ruffle the feathers. We've got some itching ears happening today, so we, we're not going to talk politics. But guys, we got to. It's, it's time we stop with the nonsense of, well, we'll lose our tax status. No, you won't. And maybe if you did... Maybe losing tax exemption would be the best possible thing that could happen to churches in America because, poof, just like that, the whole argument of separation of church and state is basically over. If churches could just be n stop worrying about our tax-exempt status and start speaking the truth 
and living it out so that our people understand who God is, what he says, and start living like it and voting like it, oh, the transformation could be incredible. But I, oh. now I'm just going to get frustrated because I'm getting worked up. So I need to stop. <laughs> But guys, just remember, for those of you that are conservative or are Republican, this is a time where we should be reaching out to people. This is a time where we should be saying, hey, you know what? I don't, I don't know the struggle that you're facing. I don't know how hard this is for you. But I know that voting my values allows me to live in a way I can feel good about. Speaking the truth is something that we should always do, but we have to speak the truth in love. We don't win friends and influence people by blasting them on social media or with subtweets or <laughs> that's not that 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 doesn't change minds, doesn't change hearts. Summary. Joe Biden is not a moderate. Go actually read what he is proposing on his website. Bernie Sanders is a socialist borderline communist who praises dictators who have committed unspeakable evils and who himself wishes to impose upon us unspeakable evils. Do you really want your tax dollars, your dollars that you work for, that you earn, being used to pay for abortions, at any stage of pregnancy, any stage up to nine, that, that is beyond unthinkable. It's unthinkable at any stage, but the, the, I can't even explain how disgusting that is. There is a clear difference in the candidates. There is a clear difference in the direction that the major parties are heading at least for now. I know that the lines are blurred in, in many issues, even on traditional values, the lines are getting blurred. But for right now, there is a difference. And if you name the name of Jesus and walk around with the title of Christian, I implore you, please, please, understand who these candidates are and what you are supporting and what impact this will have on our nation and if it is actually a reflection of your values and your beliefs. Alright, I gotta throw something in here. I gotta throw something in here to kinda kinda make this a little bit of a lighthearted ending. It's not really lighthearted. I mean it could be. It really depends on your outlook, I guess. I read this and I laughed. Maybe that makes me a little bit diabolical. I don't really know. But Fox News had a headline this week. Police in Chile searching for armed bandits who stole $15 million in cash from the Santiago airport. What? Now what's not funny is that somebody was injured in, the, in this incident of the th thievery. And obviously theft is not funny. But I was like... Dude, how do you steal $15 million in cash? Like, this is, 
this is Ocean's Eleven level stuff right here, and it's happening in Chile, not in Las Vegas. And I just went, how do you, how do you walk away with that? I mean, that's 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 a lot of cash, especially if they're in small denominations of bills. But guys, don't be like the bad guys in Chile. Put your money in a bank <laughs> where it'll be safe. And it covered. And if you're into stock markets and you're into buying stock, don't be selling right now. Be buying. Okay? The coronavirus doesn't get you. The stock market's not going to either. If you got a little extra cash, you might want to buy some stock. If you're thinking about doing that, let me know. I've got a link from Robinhood that I will send you, and then you can get a free stock when you sign up for my link with Robinhood. And then I get a free one too. It's pretty cool. I have a friend that got free stock in Apple through that. I think my brother got like um, Shopify or something. I, I got Sprint, you know. But it's, it's awesome. If you want to just dabble a little bit, just buy a couple stocks. Robinhood is the way to go. Also your 401k. Don't decrease the money that you're putting in there. This is going to bounce back. Don't panic. Buy that extra case of toilet paper in case you're stuck in your house. Get some sanitizer. Everybody's going to be fine. Except for the people in Chile that lost $15 million in cash. How do you not earn $15 million in cash? Like, how does that even happen? Anyway. Join us for church tomorrow, 9.30 or 11.15. If you're here in Las Vegas, our address is 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard, Liberty Baptist Church. We're streaming online at our website at experienceliberty.com or on our Facebook page at Liberty Baptist Church of Las Vegas. And we will see you back here, same time, same place, next week on KVXL 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio.